Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And on The Stack, we're going to talk about a bunch of comics that come out today. A bunch of them. Yes. Thanks for your excitement and enthusiasm, Pete. I appreciate today. it. Oh, there we go. That's that's the excited Pete I know and love. And you know what else I love? Comic books. So let's talk about them. Yeah. Kicking it off with DC Comics. Fun laugh a minute. Heroes in Crisis number five. Oh, my God. What a ride. I was guffawing the entire time. Yo, this is really fucked up, man. Yeah, this is a very fucked up book. So for those of you who haven't been paying attention to this one, uh, this is by Tom King and Clay Mann. And the idea of the book is that there's a secret place called Sanctuary where heroes go to recuperate. Uh, They have robot therapists there and other things like that. Uh, And a bunch of people died. And it seems like either Harley Quinn or Booster Gold might have killed them. Or both in this issue. We don't know. Uh, And Superman and Batman. Batman, Batman and Wonder Woman are pretty stricken about this. They're pretty upset because this is something they built. This is supposed to be a safe place. Clearly, it's not safe. Uh, and all it seems like all of their secrets are about to come out. So this issue, we get a big clue in this mystery. I thought another great issue of this book. I'm really intrigued by this history. I think it's really interesting. The way that it's structured is really interesting. It's stressing me the fuck out. Oh, sure. Every issue, I'm like, I got to know. And then every issue, they're like, no, no, you're no. Well, so this is an interesting thing. I got to read the next one. Uh, That's a crazy thing, because usually with mysteries, they tell you up front who did it, (laughs) and you never (laughs) have to read past the first chapter. Yeah, that's usually... And also, a comic book uh, sales model is based on not making you want to buy the next issue. Yeah, They're like, do you feel satisfied? (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) That's how periodicals work, bro. Yeah, I'm just... It's... The who done it sure. is just so more intense and more stressful that it's the uh, things that I like about this issue in particular. You get uh, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle team up, always a lot of fun. But this is way darker than usual. Yeah. Uh, also, also, Harley Quinn and Batgirl, great team up. I really like them working together a lot. That's also a lot of fun. Yeah, in, I mean, in, they, in the fun sense of yeah, as use much fun. fun. As, yeah, no, no, it's inappropriate here. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, it's weird that like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are sitting around talking about ways to take out the Flash. 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be doing that, though? No. Oh, man. And also creeps me out the way Booster Gold is like, there's just something wrong with my glasses. I've got There's something little smudge. very wrong with Booster Gold right now. Like, I, I'm pretty convinced, spoiler, by the end of this issue, that Booster Gold did not do it, uh, and neither did Harley Quinn. There's what? somebody else out there. Yeah. You're convinced of that? Yes, absolutely. I'm convinced that Booster Gold is definitely the guy who's fucked up and doing it. Oh, really? Yeah, that mm-hmm. whole smudge thing was like, dude, you're not you. There's something. That's, so that's building off of what's been going on in Tom King's Batman book, where Booster Gold tried to give Batman and Catwoman a present. I know, I, I remember. And fucked up the entire world. Yeah. And then had to watch Batman's parents die. Pretty messed up there. Uh, so that's him dealing with that. Uh, but yeah, we get a hint that there's somebody else here. There's somebody with a glove picking a rose out of the water. I don't know who that could be in terms of DC continuity, but I think we're going to find out pretty soon that's who is behind all of this, who is manipulating all the heroes. I'm not quite sure who it is yet, though. I'll figure it out. I'm going to figure I, it out. I got guess. But at the same time, very satisfied with this issue, so I think I'm done with the series. <laughs> that's how comics works yep moving on to another one that's definitely done in one age of x-men alpha from marvel comics another great done in one comic that you could just read and it's not leading up to anything else i'm just kidding uh so uh, x-man has taken the large majority of mutants in the marvel universe and shunted them to an alternate reality that's like a mix between 1960s flower power and orwellian politics uh where x-man is trying to make everybody happy And in order to make everybody happy, whenever anybody goes against his rules, he essentially erases them. So what you're getting in this book is a lot of setup for a lot of other books. This is the flip side of the Age of Apocalypse event. How do you feel about this kickoff? Well, first off, the art is amazeballs. Like, really fantastic it's worth picking it up alone i there were a lot of really interesting good alternate takes on the x-men here and particularly like gene gray i thought yeah. that was a nice mix of the old and the new gene gray i thought that was really well done i also liked x-23's new look she shows up towards the end of the book mm-hmm. that's fun too uh, and there's a lot of interesting ideas in here uh, to be honest i was Colossus with a goatee is awesome. I mean, shouldn't it be a metal goatee? I'm just saying. I know he has black hair, but at the same time, I'm just saying. If he's got black hair, why can't he have a black goatee? Black hair don't care. That's what I always say. Oh, my God. What? You're weird. Okay. Uh, I I was a little iffy on this going in just because it did feel so derivative of Age of Apocalypse. I'm also more interested in what's going on with Cyclops and Wolverine's team and the main X universe. But it sold me by the end. I think there's enough interesting ideas in here that I'm curious to see where things go. Uh, Nightcrawler is a famous movie actor. Sounds like it has a (laughs) lot of fun to it. Um, Also, Apocalypse has been twisted in a very big way, and I'm really curious to see what's going on with him. So all in all, if the idea of this book is to tease me into buying another couple of books, it very much did its job. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Moving on to another book. And oh, man, I don't want to say this is necessarily my favorite issue this week, but may have been the one that I was most excited to read. Ice Cream Man, number nine from Image Comics. I was wondering what that buildup was going to be about. Yeah, so we've been a big fan of this title for a while. Uh, This has seemed to be 
essentially done in one weird horror, maybe sci-fi stories, but this ice cream man who goes around and keeps bringing nightmares to people. But there's been an undercurrent of a plot running through the whole book where the ice cream, something's going on with the ice cream man. There's some sort of cowboy that's tracking him down. And here, seemingly in this issue... We get the origin story. We get the origin story. This is great. Oh my God. And so creepy. It's nothing I would have expected. So good. So well done. Mythic. Epic. The art, again, is phenomenal in this book. Uh, but this is one that I really did want to read again immediately after I was done with it. Also, like, I was trying to think about the fact that, like, they released all these issues and then in the middle of it gave us the origin story. Yeah. Issue like, I was nine. like, what what would it be like if this was the first issue? Would it be as amazing? And I don't think, I think they did a great job, no. the creative team on this, of like really telling a story in an interesting way that's like, what the fuck is going on? Well, here's the thing. You read this issue and you still only know 10% yeah, of what's going true. on. Because it's, it's only begun to touch on <laughs> what the mythology of the book is, what actually is going on behind the scenes. I read we, this and then went back and read others. Yeah. Well, I think you got to, to yeah. understand better the relationship between the cowboy character, between yeah, the ice cream man, man, who we now know is called Ricardus. Uh it plays a lot like Stephen King mythology in a certain way to me. Like oh, it's not the same thing, but it's very man in black, dark tower to me mm-hmm. without feeling derivative at all. I am so psyched for the rest of the series. I cannot wait to see where it's going at this point. Yeah. It's insane and creepy and really messed up, but I am in somehow like I don't like these things. But yeah, it's doing it in such a way that I'm I'm in too deep. Another thing that this particular issue does really well, which is very hard to do, is it introduces a character and spoiler kills that character in the same issue, but makes you care about them at the same time. Yeah. That's incredibly actually two characters, and it's incredibly difficult to do that, but it does that completely successfully. This is a phenomenal book. Please, please pick it up. Uh, moving on to one that's coming out February 6th from Dark Horse, so no spoilers here. The Girl in the Bay, number one. Uh, this is an interesting book. This is not necessarily at all what I expected or where I thought it was going to go. Um, but yeah. it is about a girl in the 1960s. She's living in the time just before Charles Manson is revealed excuse me, or anything like that. Uh, and she meets a guy and falls in love and gets killed and dumped in the bay. Dude, spoiler. No, that's out there. That's out there. People know that. That's in the description of the You're book. You're like, hey, we can't spoil anything about this book. It well, doesn't come out until later. That's out there. And then I'm going to spoil this no, book. No, 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 no. I'm not going to spoil it beyond that because then... <laughs> Some other things happen, and I I thought it went in very interesting directions. Uh, certainly interesting enough that I'd like to pick up a second issue. Yeah, How'd it does a great job of giving us enough information that we feel like we can follow a little bit, and then have us wanting more. And uh, yeah, I I thought this was very cool. Uh, the art's amazing. It does a good job of like introducing some characters, taking them away, and then like being like, what's going to happen next? And it's like, all right, I'm in. All right, there we go. Uh, moving on to Boom Studios, WWE Forever number one. I want to call shenanigans on this issue, Pete. Wait, what? I want to call shenanigans. You want to be- call shenanigans? Here's why I want to call shenanigans, because this is a collection of short stories about classic WWE characters. Hell yeah. All fine. Uh, but This the is front- the characters I grew up with. Front cover, Andre the Giant. Yep. Inside the book? 
No Andre the Giant? What the fuck, man? <laughs> I pick up a book, wanted to see Andre the Giant. You better give me Andre the Giant. Yeah. The fuck? To man. <laughs> well, I'm sure maybe Andre the Giant's going to be in, because this is, this is basically a collection of stories Here's about the different thing. characters. He's a giant. If he was in there, you wouldn't be able to miss him, man. He's big, man. He's yeah. A big, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a giant. I get it. But if they also... Anybody ha- want a peanut? <laughs> right, Pete? No more rhyming and I mean it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they. I feel like uh, moving forward, we're going to get Andre the Giant. He's just not in this one. Yeah, but don't put him on the cover if he's not in the issue. Piece of garbage, that's what I'm saying. Let's move on. Oh, man. This was cool because these are the characters that I was a big fan of as a kid when WWF was becoming big. You know, you had the Junkyard Dog, Coco Beware, Jimmy the Superfly Snooka, you know, uh, a bunch of just amazing, fun characters. And this is great because we get to see these kind of characters and different adventures and how they kind of like team up tag team so it kind of really brought me back it hit my sweet spot and i was very excited to read this. i, I will say all joking aside uh, that i didn't love every story in this issue but mm-hmm. there are enough that i think it's a fun pickup and there are things like i was i've never been into wwe we've talked about that on the podcast before what about um, wwf uh oh man ever been in that Bro. no but i had friends growing up who did and reading one of the stories being like oh my god i forgot that one of the guys worked for the irs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's fun like it's fun to remember that stuff it's fun to have throwbacks and i think uh, particularly through the art styles uh, they mm-hmm. do a good job of capturing a bunch of different tones throughout the book um i didn't love the lead story but i did think the irs guy story was fun and there are a couple of others there that definitely make it worth a pickup even if the cover is garbage yeah like, i hate when covers it's a great cover that's I, what sold me on it i was like i can't wait to read a story about yeah my sometimes Andre. sometimes uh covers can like spoil a big reveal and that bothers me and then if you get a cover of about somebody that gets too excited and then they're not in the issue that can bother me i felt like you pete i felt like you Welcome right. to my world. <laughs> Moving on to another DC comic. Uh, I want to say Archie Comics. Excuse me. Action Comics number 1007. This is kicking off big arc from Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah. Uh, Leviathan is waking up. Leviathan wakes, as they say. Uh, this has been bringing to bear everything that's been going on on Earth in Brian Michael Bendis's one. Uh, Superman is dealing with more of the space stuff, uh, more of with his son, with Superboy, what's been going on with him. But here we're getting more investigative journalists, and all of that is coming to a head at this point. Uh, what did you think? Well, I feel like Bendis is, we're starting to get into stuff a little bit more, which is exciting. I like the action in this. Also, Superman saves Amanda Waller, which is crazy. Um, she's pretty evil a lot of the time. So that was very interesting, uh, kind of cool moment. I, th- I felt like this is starting to get more where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be into this stuff that Bendis is doing. I'm excited to see where this goes or before I was like, I don't know yet. I'm starting to feel like it's picking up. This is very much to me a Bendis first issue where a lot of big stuff happens. You don't know what it's leading up to yet. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to get you excited and riled up, but there's not quite enough information at this point. Um, So I agree with you. This is a good opening chapter, but 
and it is bringing together a lot of things that he's been building up to since he began on Action Comics. But I am curious to see whether it's going to hit that payoff or not. Yeah. Uh, I want to see who the ultimate villain is. I want to see who is blowing up these buildings in this spectacular way. I want to see how it ties into the Cobra cult, if it does at Yo, all. Oh, that was messed up, dude. Yeah. Dude, you know, that's that thing. That's that classic thing of like, hey, you know, somebody attractive leads you to this thing. And then like, hey, it's not what you think it is. It's totally cool. Has this happened to you? No, I'm just saying that, oh, like, okay. you know, it happens. Oh, you got to nice. be careful. Yeah, you got to you gotta watch out for those wily ladies, Pete. Well, it's one of those things where it's like if somebody who's more attractive is like, hey, this person's out of my league. Why are they into me? That's a, that's Is a that how you feel when we talk on this podcast? No. Because, I mean, you know. <laughs> what are you? Uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I don't I, need to say it out loud. You know what I'm saying. I just, uh, it, it seems like you're saying you want a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. Well, um, the offer right, is on the on table. <laughs> Whatever I want. I said the offer is on the table. Is today BOGO? <laughs> uh, Spawn number yes. 293 for the Age Comics. This is a little gimme for my friend Pete. Uh, Pete, I, oh. I got to tell you before we get into this. <laughs> It is, well, to get into this, I guess, uh, it is so nice to pick up the first issue of Spawn that I've read in, I don't know, a hundred issues or something and be like, everything's the same. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, you know, it's like a warm blanket. It's like, oh, I remember this. Right. It starts off talking about stocks and I was like, all right, maybe Spawn is a stock trader now. Mm -hmm. And then the violator shows up and I was like, I know what this is. Mm -hmm. And then Al Simmons is torturing some guy and he's like, where's my wife? And I'm like, I know what this is about. Out. And then That's there's not- like some angel dude who comes out and he fights them with darkness or something. And I'm like, yep, okay, <laughs> I get it. Well, there there is a little bit of a different twist where before um, Spawn would either team up with heaven or hell to kind of fight the injustice. He's kind of telling both of them to fuck off. And so it'll be interesting if heaven and hell team up to fight Spawn. Could be. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's check in in another hundred issues and see what's going on. As a Spawn fan, though, did you like this? I did. I did. Uh, it's weird to see, um, you know, because Spawn is definitely taking on the more computer style art, you know, where it's like it's more of a picture rather than a drawing, which I don't know, sometimes looks cool and sometimes I wish it was not like so computerized. Sure. I, I can see what you're saying. I do think, uh, I know I made fun of it, but the sequence where spawn makes everything around him grow dark and attacks the angel dude. Yeah. Very terrifying, very yes. well drawn, very scary. Um, I did not, wasn't totally in love with the rest of it, but I think that nailed the horror of spawn really nicely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, next issue they're like, Violator Cloud is back, and I'm like, sure, yeah, that's good. He's a scary design. Let's, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I also I'm like how at the end in the the kind of letter section, it's like 2019 is the year of Spawn. Finally, yeah, 25 years later <laughs> or something, dude. Come on, you watched the HBO animated series, right? Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, it was so good. No series. Yeah. Oh, too it dark. Was great. 
I was more of a dream on kind of guy. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Last one we're going to talk about from Marvel Comics. This dream is on. very sad, I think. Uh, Exiles number 12, the last issue of the series. I have loved this series. I, I'm always a big fan of Exiles. Uh, love the dimension tripping. Love the alternate uh, takes on all the characters. This series in particular has been great. Blink has been really well written. Uh, Wolvie is hilarious. The adorable little cartoon Wolverine is so good. Uh, I'm going to miss them dearly. Um, but this issue is gorgeous. Just forgetting about the plot even, which I think brings everything around nicely and wraps it around uh, in big fashion. Uh, but there's a sequence in the middle where these evil watchers send the exiles into their own alternate histories where they end, and you get to see it through silhouettes of the characters as they're fractured and broken up through the panels. And it happens for pages at a time, but it's so beautiful. And then eventually two of the characters get together, they break everybody out of it, and we're back into the comic book world of the book. Uh, one of the more stunning sequences I've seen in comic books in a very long time, and it really blew me away. Now, Pete, uh, I'm getting a little bit of a nodding from you. How'd you feel about this book i'm not a big exiles fan um i was really impressed with the art on this book though the storytelling was really impressive um yeah i just have some characters that i don't really uh, you know little adorable wolvie is not something i'm excited about uh but i was really impressed with this as a book and uh, i'm sad to see it go did you like uh, i thought of you when they got to the alternate wolvie page where he's thrown into an alternate dark world and it's the characters from X-Men, the animated series. And he's running away. And he's like, oh, you guys are so loud. That's some really catchy music, though. That's a good joke. It is. It is a good joke. You like X-Men, the animated series. Oh, man. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Rushed home to work from school. Actually, to work. Yeah. <laughs> rushed to work, which I, was the only place we had TV. Uh, yeah. I rushed home to watch X-Men every day. It was fantastic. Oh, man. But yeah, even with that, I was kind of like, I don't remember them being too loud, but all right. But definitely louder than Wolvie, who mostly wanders around and likes to eat pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know that about him. Yeah, he talks about pie a lot. He's oh. very into eating pie. Yeah, I can see why you love Wolvie. I do love Wolvie. He's very <laughs> cute, and I want to see him get his own spinoff. Uh, I really like this book a lot. I think it's well worth picking up in trade now that it is all done. Um, I get why it's gone. I get that it was a weird book. Um, but... Exiles is a great concept, and I think it's going to keep coming back, and I hope it does, uh, with different takes from different authors and different artists, because I think this is a really nice template here for a showcase book. All right, guys, if you would like to support our show, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Please come on by. We'll chat with you about comic books. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Also, check out our website, comicbookclublive.com, for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you at the comic book shop. <laughs> <laughs>